Hello, welcome to Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're going to talk about protecting the most important part of you. What is the most important part of your life? Spirit, soul, and body. We're told from the scriptures that we are to guard our heart above anything else. And that's what we're going to talk about today from the Word of God. So stay with me to the end of this broadcast. Let's get into the Word together, and I'll be back. Offense should have no place in the heart of the believer. Notice what happened. Somebody heard the word. And man, they heard it and it got them excited, stirred them up. They said, that's, that's good, man. That's my answer. Did you hear that word? I'd never heard that before. That, that just turned the light on for me. They get excited about it. They receive it with joy. So Satan's already failed to steal the word from them. He couldn't steal it just by taking it because they responded to it. Whereas other people who didn't even respond, Satan just comes along and says, I'll take that. And it's like they never heard it. But here you got people who actually heard it and responded to it. So when just trying to steal it didn't work, now what's he doing? He shows up with tribulation, which is trouble. Like I said, it's also defined as, listen to these words, pressure that drives away. Pressure that drives away. So what Satan's trying to do, and you have an enemy, and this is what his whole game is, to try to drive away, try to put some space and distance between you and this word that'll bring you life. And that's offense. Because the word offense itself literally means to stumble. It literally means to fall away. Have you ever heard of two people who they were close but then they had a falling out. You want to know why we use those words falling out? Because that's literally the definition of offense. Let it paint a picture. They're close, right? They're close, but something got between them. Difference of opinion, difference of expectation. And all of a sudden, whatever it was, could have been little, but it grew over time. And now these two who were close have had a falling out or a falling away. And you notice what happens the further they fall away from each other? Space, distance. Where they were close, now they're disconnected. And Jesus said, these people who hear the word, they receive it with joy, but if they don't have a root, they will immediately get offended. He said, these people are so easily offended. Now go back to what the problem was with the ground. What was the problem? Shallow. Shallow ground. Isn't that what he said? They did not have much earth. Now we think of shallow people as people who are all surface, right? so consumed with natural things, material things, how I look, what I have, and what you think about how I look and what I have. And it's, a, it's all surface. It's a total, being totally and completely consumed with self. And that's how we think of shallow people. And it's right, but God thinks of shallow people. You want to know what God thinks is ultimately a shallow person? Somebody who's so easily offended. God calls that shallow. Shallow. And if you think about it, it's the same thing. 
to be offended and easily offended is because you are so consumed with you. How you feel about what they said. How what they said made you look. And it's this total consummation, being totally consumed with me, self, how I feel. And you and I are living among the world record holders of most easily offended. I don't know how you'd measure this, but I'm just going to go out and say, I think we probably have in our culture and society today, the most easily offended people that the world has ever seen. Congratulations. Have you noticed it? How quickly people get offended? And, and we use that term, don't we? They wear their feelings on their sleeve. It's all right there on the surface. No depth, very shallow. And it's like people just live at all times about a half a step away from being offended. You said what? I'm offended. You said what about my people? I'm offended. I'm offended. I should be offended. Right? You said, what about my race? You said, what about my color? You said, what about me? You said, what about my family? You said, what about my gender? I'm offended. And if you've, have you noticed that people, they're looking for it. You've got people whose full-time job is to look for where they can be offended. And what's, what's so sad about it is that these people are training up a generation coming underneath them to believe that if these people don't acknowledge you, if these people don't validate you and what you think and how you feel, then not only could you be offended, you should be offended. It's right for you to be offended and you need to fight for your right to be offended. <laughs> And you need to tell everybody else that until they think like you and believe like you and talk like you, that we're going to cancel you. I'm offended. Canceled. I'm offended. Canceled. Why are you canceling me? Because I'm offended. I'm offended. And what's so dangerous is we're training children to believe that they need the validation of people they'll never know. Perfect strangers. And we're training them to believe you're incomplete if you don't have their words of affirmation. If you don't have their approval on your life, you're not complete. And the kid looks back and goes, but I don't know them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. How easily offended we've become. Now, here's the deal. That's them. Folks, they ain't in church today. Can I see the hands of those that are in church today? You want to know why? Because we need this. This has no place in the heart of a Christian. To be so quickly and easily offended. I mean, I stand amazed. Just in the last, well, in our experience of ministry, and we haven't been at it that long, how I've seen and we've seen people just so quickly, so easily get offended 
with you. I mean, people that you bring in close and you give them place in the ministry or you give them place in your, in, in your organization and, and you, you, you call on their help and you help their family and you invest in them. I know folks, we, we've given tens of thousands of dollars to help them get in, in a home for their family when they couldn't afford it. And, and days later, they're gone. Offended because of what, some correction we had to offer or something we said or the, the way we said it. And then when you come back to them days, weeks, months, years later and say, listen, let me help you with this. This is offense. Something's got between us. We were close. Now we're not. And they want to fight for their right and say, no, 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 I'm not offended. Quit telling me. I'm, we've literally had people get mad at us and say, quit telling me I'm offended. And it, it almost makes your head spin how quickly and how easily it happens. What's the problem? No root. No root. See, the root of a plant or a tree acts like an anchor. It's an anchor in the ground. But if, you, if, it's, if it's shallow ground, again, what is a shallow person in the eyes of God? Someone who is so easily offended. That's what God calls shallow. It's not because they don't pontificate life's great mysteries. It's not because they don't think so deeply. It's not because they don't have PhDs and doctorates in this and doctorates in that. It's not because they didn't you know, go to this Ivy League school. That, none of that has anything to do with the way God's seeing somebody is shallow. You could have all that stuff. And if you're easily offended, in the eyes of God, it's shallow shallow. What's the opposite of shallow? Deep. So in the eyes of God, somebody who's deep is not just somebody who thinks deep or talks so deep and poses challenging questions. None of that means anything to him. You know what? You want to know what a deep person is to God? Somebody that's got some roots. Somebody that's given him enough time to let the word not just get in, but take root. We've got to have some roots about us. We should not be so easily offended. And we should not be so surprised when the world around us is. It's the world. They have no root. You're supposed to have some roots. You're supposed to have something that goes down deep. And you should not need everybody else's words of affirmation. You should not need the unbelieving world's uh, confirmation on your faith. Yeah. Oh, they quit saying Merry Christmas. I'm not shopping there anymore. Am I telling the truth? Are we so easily offended? Oh, I went to church and they did, I didn't like what pastor said. I didn't like the way they said it today. Folks, if you're looking if you're looking for offense, guess what? You'll find it. It's, it's one of the easiest things to find if you're looking for it. And I know we're in the beginning days of this church and we've got a lot of people that are coming and excited about it. And Sarah and I are getting word on a real regular basis. And even around town, people telling us, man, we're so excited, so excited to be a part of the church. And that thrills us. But let me just give you a quick heads up. Trouble's coming. This is what Satan does. There will be opportunity for you to let something get between us. 
Because Satan will identify anything that is, number one, a God connection in your life. Anything that brings life to you and causes life to flow through you, he'll be quick to try to get between you and it with offense. Jesus talked more about this. Go to the book of John chapter 15. While you're looking for that, I want to couple with what we've already said, what Jesus said in Luke chapter eight. He's telling the same parable here, but he used a little bit different words to describe this ground. He said in Luke chapter eight, verse six, he said, some fell on rock and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. It lacked moisture, which is essentially what he said in Matthew 13. He said the sun was up and it scorched it. The sun was up and it scorched it and it withered away. And that's what Jesus equated tribulation and persecution to. Trouble, pressure in your life, or persecution from an unbelieving world. Jesus said, this is heat. This is like the heat being turned up. Are you familiar with the expression, if you can't take the heat Get out of the kitchen. Well, what are they talking about? Hey, man, pressure's on. Pressure's coming. And Jesus said tribulation, pressure that tries to drive you away, persecution, hostility, and people speaking ill of you from an unbelieving world. This is heat. This is like the sun coming up. And yeah, you heard the word and you got all excited about it. You did a little dance and you received it with joy, but then the sun came up the next day and the heat got turned up on you a little bit and because you lacked moisture, you weren't getting watered and there was no root, he said it withered away. Now Jesus said in, in John chapter 15, I won't take time to read all of this, it's all so good and so powerful, but you see some of the same principles. In John chapter 15, that's Luke. There's John. I knew you were in here. John chapter 15, in the first several verses of this chapter, Jesus is talking about some of these same things and these same things. And he said, if you're going to bear fruit, he said, you're going to have to abide in me. You're going to have to stay, stay connected. And the picture he painted was of a, a branch abiding in a vine. If that branch is going to have any fruit on it, how many know it better stay connected, right? It's got to stay connected to the trunk because the trunk's connected to the roots and all the life flowing up out of those roots, it flows up that trunk, up that vine, down that branch, and it will eventually in an overflow of life produce fruit unless... Are you listening? Unless something comes between the branch and the trunk, which is why you've never been walking along the road and seen a big stick laying on the ground with a bunch of red ripe apples hanging on it. Because that branch doesn't have any ability in and of itself to produce anything. It's got to stay connected to the trunk. Because that's where all the life is. And Jesus said, you have to abide in me. You abide in me. You abide in my words. The word abide literally means stay. Stay connected. Don't let anything get between you, the branch, and him, the vine. Don't let anything separate you because this is where all the life is coming from. 
And then he said to them, uh, later in this same chapter, he said in verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Then he said to them, uh, verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. Now listen to verse 18. If the world hates you, what's Jesus saying? Trouble's coming. The heat's getting turned up. And he knows this better than anybody because he's just days away from the cross, right? And he said, the heat's getting turned up if the world hates you. He said, if the world hates you, and they will, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Now, can I see the hands of anybody in here who just really enjoys being hated? <laughs> Nobody likes that. Nobody likes people saying stuff about you. Nobody likes people ragging on you and dogging on you. Nobody likes being hated. Nobody gets joy out of being hated, but Jesus said, it's coming. Tribulation, persecution, they're going to hate you. Jesus, I don't want to be hated. I want to be liked. I want people to like me. See how nice, see how likable I am? He said, it's coming. And you're going to have to decide. Are you willing to be hated? He said, if the world hates you, it's because it hated me. He said in verse 20, remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, if they did what? Persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If they kept my word, they'll keep yours also. These things they will do to you for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me. Skip ahead to chapter 16, verse one. He said, these things I've spoken to you that you should not be offended. Offended. He's telling you, you're gonna have to stick with me. You're gonna have to abide. You're gonna have to stay connected. Don't let anything get between me and you. You know that word you got all excited about and you shouted over and you rejoiced and mm, that's delicious and you're going to have to stay with it. You're going to have to let it go down deep. You're going to have to let some roots develop. And he's saying, I'm telling you this so that you're not going to be offended. I love what he's doing here because he is, he's given you and me fair warning. It's coming. It's coming. The hatred of the world is coming. Persecution, tribulation is coming, but you're going to have to have some roots. If you're not going to be offended, you're going to have to have some roots. Can you take just a couple of more minutes of this? You're pretty quiet today. You doing okay? Just letting those roots go down. Somebody say that's delicious. Thank you, Lord. These things I've said to you that you should not be offended. Jesus said the whole problem here is they lack moisture. You know that seeds can't grow unless they're watered. The big problem that we have in the church, out of the church, believers, unbelievers, is that people are looking to be watered from, a, from all around them. 
Water me. Water me. Come on, water me. I'll flourish if you water me. I'll grow if you affirm me. Water me. And when you don't or when somebody doesn't, tell them what they want to hear. I'm, I'm offended. I'm out of here. Canceled. Water me. Water me. And they're looking for everybody else to water me. Tell me what I need. Tell me what I want to hear. But Jesus said the seed doesn't grow when it lacks moisture. I want to read this to you. You don't have to turn there, but look at uh, on the screen for me. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. See, shallow people are looking for everyone else to water them. Because this thing has no roots, so all their moisture has to come from above the surface. Shallow people are looking for everyone else to water them. They don't have any roots, so they have to get all their moisture from the surface, from constant compliments and affirmations of others. When they don't get from them what they're looking for, immediately they are offended. Listen to me. You need a guard. Keep that trash out. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Just hang tight. It's about to get good. Listen to it. Thus says the Lord, cursed. Yikes. That was a rough start. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man. What does he go on to say? Look at this. And makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. I believe I could safely answer for you that there is nobody in here interested in living a cursed life, right? Who's cursed? The man who makes flesh or makes man his strength. As long as you are dependent on everybody else around you to give you what you need, to water you. Water me, water me, water me. Tell me good things about me. Compliment me, affirm me. Tell me that how I am is right. Tell me that what I think is right. Yeah, I know it doesn't match or line up with the Bible, but you tell me anyway that I'm right and that I'm good and that you believe what I believe and water me and water me and water me. You're looking to man to be your strength. You're looking to flesh to be the source of what sustains you and what keeps you. You're looking for all of it to come from up above the surface. But guess what? The heat's on, man. The heat is on. The sun is up. And he said, cursed. Cursed is the man who trusts in the Lord, makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he, put this back up there. For he will be like a shrub in the desert. And shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. But listen to this. Listen to the contrast. Blessed. Blessed. Come on, I'm talking to you this morning. Blessed. Let me give you a real good working definition for blessed. Not cursed. Not cursed. Blessed. Spiritually prosperous, thriving, growing, flourishing, blessed. Who gets blessed? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord for he. Oh, come on. Here it comes. This is what I, I've never seen this before. For he will be like a tree 
planted by the waters, which does what? Spreads out its roots by the river. He'll be like a tree planted by the water, spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear what? When what comes? When what comes? Who was here like four minutes ago? The heat's on. I'm telling you the persecution church. Listen to me. It's coming. It's coming. And it's getting turned up even in this nation in ways it never has before. The tribulation, it's coming because Satan comes to steal the word. Satan comes to get between you and what's bringing you life. The heat is on. And as long as you need somebody else to validate and confirm and affirm you and your beliefs and your life. Water me, water me, water me, said the little shrub in the desert. Water me, water me, water me. You will dry up and you will immediately stumble. It will not take long at all. And this word you shouted about and got all excited over, as soon as Satan just turns a little heat on, puts a little pressure on, in an effort to get you to drive you away and to get you to disconnect from what's bringing you life, immediately people get tripped up. No endurance, no root. Shallow. Shallow. Easily offended. But this guy, this blessed guy, Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord. I get my water from somewhere else. Blessed is the man who trusts the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.